This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is TechCrunch. Taking Microsoft's Surface Laptop 4 for a Spin by Brian Heater. These days, the path of least resistance in laptop design is straight up knocking off the MacBook. We've certainly seen our share of egregious cases over the years. Microsoft, however, has defiantly forged its own path with industrial design across the board. Its products are largely interesting and innovative, something not every hardware manufacturer can say these days. The company doesn't always get it right. It swung for the fences with the Surface Duo, for example. While certainly innovative, the product came up short in enough categories that made it extremely hard to recommend. Their Surface Laptop, on the other hand, while not the most groundbreaking product in the line, has pretty consistently been one of the best, marrying a Windows-ready touchscreen with a more standardized notebook design. The last few models have been solid, and this year's, perhaps predictably, doesn't present a big change. The big upgrades after about a year and a half are new chips, your choice of AMD Ryzen or an Intel Core i5 or i7, and enhanced battery life that offers a beefy additional 8.5 hours. Essentially, it's the sort of thing you'd expect or hope for from a regular system refresh. The design language remains largely unchanged. The Surface Laptop is nothing if not unique on that front, with its tapered sides and felt-covered palm rests. The material has a nice feel to it, one that bests just straight-up metal on a cold day, though I've already noticed a bit of wear after some light use. The keyboard remains on the soft side, with a surprising amount of give to it. Not the best keyboard I've seen on a laptop, but certainly not the worst. Who can forget that rough run for Apple? And like anything else, it takes a bit of getting used to. You'd think I'd have learned my lesson by now. Maybe it's the fact that Microsoft's Surface laptops keep coming out when the weather is nice that I always feel inclined to take them outside. But geez, is that display reflective? Almost distractingly so. Plenty of laptop screens are glossy, of course, but Microsoft's really leaned in here, to the point I wouldn't recommend using it in any sort of sunshine. Even at full brightness, the screen can't counteract that reflection. When you can see it, the display looks great. Microsoft sent along the smaller of the two. At 13.5 inches, the screen clocks in at 2256 by 1504 at 201 ppi. You get the same pixel density on the 15-inch version as well. Ours was the new ice blue color. It's subtle, though. Honestly, I read it more as a silver slash gray. The speakers sound great, and the webcam is just fine, but it's safe to say it's probably time to upgrade to 1080p across the board as teleconferencing remains front of mind. The 13.5-inch system starts at $1,000, which gets you 8GB of RAM and 256GB of storage, along with the AMD Ryzen 5 4680U processor. 
As configured, our system runs $1,700, which doubles the RAM and storage and swaps the AMD in for an Intel Core i7. Another $600 will double the RAM and storage yet again. Same processor. Geekbench scored the processor at a solid 1378 on single-core and 4876 on multi-core. Performance was solid throughout, though after spending a fair amount of time using Apple's M1, it's clear that Intel has its work cut out for it. Microsoft is still hanging on to its magnetic proprietary charging port here. I know it still has its diehard fans, but I'd much prefer to see the company go with something more universal, like adding another USB-C port, though that impacts the system's compatibility with a slew of different Surface accessories. Around the other side, you get USB-A, USB-C, and a headphone jack. It's a nice mix, but more ports would certainly be a step up. I was fairly disappointed with the various corners the company cut on the Surface Laptop Go last year. Of course, the entry-level 13.5-inch laptop is $300 more than the 12-inch Laptop Go. But if you're looking to do more than just the basics, this is probably a wise investment. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.